been a wild ride for mortgage lenders the past few years. And now with rates high, they've been primarily focusing on two things. The first is to cut costs, and that can manifest in reduced headcounts. But mortgage lenders are also thinking about using technology smartly to do more with less. And for those lenders who've seen a cycle or two, they're thinking about using technology strategically as well. It's not just about efficiency. They know the cycle will turn back in their favor at some point. And will they be ready to scale when demand kicks back in? Will they be proactive about growth when things start ramping again? For this episode, I'm joined by Courtney Schaefer, COO of Draper & Kramer, a real estate firm that's over 100 years old and one of the top 30 mortgage banks in the U.S. She'll take us through how her firm is positioning itself to be ready for a mortgage rebound. She's clearly looking at technology and data tactically to reduce costs and increase efficiency, as well as strategically to be able to grow smartly when the market dynamics shift. Also joining us on this episode is John Hardesty, GM of Mortgage at Argyle, a leading provider of income and employment data that does deep work in financial services. And I'm Zach Miller, Tearsheet's Editor-in-Chief. Tearsheet has partnered with Argyle to create a four-part podcast series that explores how different parts of the financial industry are using modern technology and access to new forms of data to power their businesses today and into the future. My name is Courtney Schaefer. I am the COO at uh, Draper & Kramer Mortgage Corp. I have been here for 20, I think 23 years, 24 years, I guess I can't even count anymore. Um, And been in the business about just as long. So been almost my whole career with Draper & Kramer, which was formerly First Advantage Mortgage. So a lot of different jobs, a lot of different uh, roles here at the company. Draper & Kramer is, um, we're one of the largest bankers in, in the United States, or the top 30, I believe. Um, we've been around, we have the oldest HUD number in the nation. Um, I think we're, we were, we're like uh, one of the like third that was actually created, and now we're number one because the other two are not around. Um, so we originally, first, you know, Paul Lucan is our CEO. He started the company back in 1997. And it was First Advantage Mortgage at that time. Um, so we were a broker and it has, and I became, I think I was the third or fourth employee back then. Um, and I, so I've seen the company grow from a small little broker to the large mortgage banker that we are. Um, and uh, so we've gone through, we had a wholesale division. We um, obviously got our own warehouse lines. We're direct seller to Fannie Freddie. Um, Ginny, um, there's been a lot of acquisitions of multiple mortgage companies and growth. We really were a Chicago centric company up until, you know, 2012, I believe, um, is when we really made a concerted effort to go national. And a lot of that was stemmed around, um, well, the competitiveness in the Chicago area. First of all, it's very competitive, um, mortgages. And also, you know, the weather here. So weather impacted a lot of our volume based off of, um, you know, kids in you know, school year and being cold in the winter and no one wanted to buy houses and waiting for the holidays. As we've gone national, we really haven't seen that much of an, as, as big of impacts that way. Um, and I guess, sorry, before 2012, Draper and Kramer bought us and uh, acquired us in 2000, uh, I believe 2007, 2008. And that where um, it's kind of a, a great opportunity, and that was obviously during the mortgage bank is banking crisis. Um, Draper and Kramer's mortgage company was failing. 
they took over First Advantage, we kind of replaced their mortgage company. We took some of the people from Draper and Kramer, but really Paul was put in place as the CEO of the mortgage division and has run it um, since. So, um, you know, we've really, we've grown from just this small little company in Chicago to a national company licensed in all 50 states. And uh, it's been a pretty exciting um, part to be, you know, it's been great to be a part of this growth and expansion. Awesome. So you have a great perspective. Um, I'm, I'm curious, Courtney, looking back at the past year, um, how have you responded to rising mortgage rates? You know, that's it's, it's, it's always happens in our business, right? We're very cyclical. It's either they're moving up or they're moving down. I mean, we do, you know, I guess the last two couple of years during COVID, we had really low rates for a long period of time. That was probably, um, you know, a one-time event that I hope, well, like we all hope that does not happen again. I mean, it was great for us in the mortgage business. We were, you know, super busy. Um, you know, the hardest thing for me to handle um, during these big swings is, you know, staffing and being able to be productive and um, hire. And so as we look at that, um, you know, technology is something we really kind of focus on because you can't hire enough people with the, with the swings and volume that we have in our industry. So you find ways to leverage technology to really take away some of those tasks that, you know, I would normally have to hire people for. Um, and especially in our business, which is super complicated, um, you know, it is an assembly line, but it's a very complicated one. So you kind of break apart, you know, the pieces that you can um, to take them away from individuals or humans and to make them, you know, more automated. So, you know, rising interest rates, that, that's not fun um, because that's usually meaning we're slowing down with volume and then I'm having to do, you know, reductions and, you know, realign, look at costs and, you know, all that kind of stuff when, when rates are falling. I can't hire fast enough and we're trying to leverage technology to make things, you know, easier for my people. So, um, this business is a roller coaster. Um, and I think that's why so many people say it because it's never boring and there's always, you know, something going on. So a lot of, a, a lot to do, but we've been through it, you know, being in the business for as long as I have, we've been through it. We know what to do. Um, I think the difference is now is technology, as technology becomes more prevalent in our industry. Awesome. And where are you looking to apply that technology? Is that an internal-facing thing? Is that external? How, how, how do you think at, at Draper Kramer, how, how do you think about technology impacting your business? Yeah, I mean, both, internal and external. I, I think um, it's easier to do internally because we have more control. Um, of, of the people and the staff and explaining, you know, why we're doing this and how it works. And they see the impact immediately of, of this technology. Um, externally with our borrowers and our clients and things like that, that's a little harder to get that out. And, you know, the younger generation, it's easier because they're used to technology and that's what they expect. Um, but maybe, um, you know, people that have done mortgages in the past or have been in the business, you know, have done, you know, refinances and purchases, they're like, what is this? I've never seen this. Is this, you know, um, spam? Is this someone trying to get into my account? So there's, you know, that, that getting over that hurdle, that's been the hardest thing with, with the external piece of technology. So, so building trust, I guess, with, with a younger generation. Um, how, has, how have you seen, given, I guess, your, your tenure in your own business, like how have you seen technology impact the, the, the borrower experience, maybe with some specifics? Yeah, I mean, I think for the most part, borrowers are really 
they are amazed at what technology has done. Um, you know, in general, obviously in the, in the mortgage business, you know, it's turned from having to give, you know, basically draw blood and your firstborn um, to get a mortgage to, oh my gosh, all I had to do was fill out, you know, my information and maybe give one piece of documentation, if even that, you know, now we can verify employment without, you know, them providing pay stubs and bank statements, and it can all be done through technology. So I think, like you said, the trust is the is the part that we have to really educate and show that that's safe and secure. And when they see the impact of the timing and how fast and how less impactful it is to their life um, of what they're giving us, um, it, 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 it goes really well. They're really happy. And, you know, e-signing and being able to do everything electronically, not have to come in the office. And it's just, there's all these steps that we have gone through in our business and, you know, and changed um, that I think people are really pleasantly surprised and happy with and feel like, um, you know, this process has been so much easier than it was, you know, the first time around or even the last time they did a mortgage. It sounds that way. And I'm curious, um, you mentioned trust and technology. Is there a direct impact, I guess, as as you get better at onboarding and, and, and making it easier, taking the burden off of the shoulders of, of, of an applicant? Um, does that build trust? Do you see a connection there? Oh, for sure. And I think they feel, um, you know, they feel connected. And I, you know, a lot of our, our um, business is really um, referral. We're not a lead generated company. So it's a lot about trust and people coming to these people, you know, to our loan officers and, and, and company because they know us, they trust us. We've done good before. Um, so they feel, you know, like, okay, they continue to make improvements. They continue to be better for me and to do a, you know, a better job. So they keep coming back. So that's really important. And the, you know, to build our brand and to build our name and to grow and expand, you know, there's nothing better that you can have than that. And is there a direct impact? You can, I'm just going to keep clicking. You don't have to answer any of this, but is there a direct impact between um, cycle times, I guess, from how long it takes somebody when they first enter your, your funnel um, to make it to the bottom? That ha has technology improved that both in stickiness and in, and in cycle times? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we've always kind of been, I think, a leader in, in that turn time, but it was, you know, a big push and a struggle maybe because, um, you know, everything was kind of more manual and you had to go through certain channels to get things done. Now with the automation, it's kind of an expectation. If you can't close a loan in like 20 days, you know, you're not going to be picked, you know, as, as, as a lender. Um, you know, there's a lot of situations where, you know, our industry, I mean, everything's faster, right? You go to Starbucks and you can order ahead and pick it up. And like, you know, it's this, it's this expectation of being able to get what you want when you want it. And if we really can't, you know, they understand it can't be tomorrow. You know, there are compliance things that everyone has to abide by and timing and rules, but there is an expectation of expediency and response and execution that needs to be done fast or they'll just, they, they don't trust you. They don't like, there's a problem. You guys don't know what you're doing, you know, that kind of thing. So yes, there is a definitely increase in our turn times. Sure. What, what are you doing on the cost side of the house? And, and have you seen an impact there in, in this, in this macroeconomic environment? Yeah. I mean, it's a struggle right now with volume being down. It, it cost is a huge part of what I look at and trying to you know, you, 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 you need to leverage technology, but technology can be expensive. So um, you really have to look at the cost benefit. And 
And unfortunately, a little bit, the benefit takes a little time to realize. Um, So that's what's hard. You know, we're in this instant, you know, like we've got to, you know, make a profit. You've got to turn the loan. You've got to, you know, you got to get it done. And then you want to see this immediate, like, again, satisfaction that you're getting, you know, what you're paying for. Um, I believe in technology is obviously where we're going in the world and, you know, everything is going this path. So we have to get on board. We have to kind of, you know, take a little bit of a hit with the cost and, but be, but be careful in what you pick. There's so much out there. You can't just throw everything in people. We we already have it. There's so much, there's a lot of technology in mortgages. And you really have to pick and choose and do a few things that really are best for your company. Um, because if you just do everything, then it just falls flat. Like it really, you don't maximize anything. So I think um, our team has really been careful at really focusing on a few items to really go after and show that impact, not only to the consumer, but to internally to our um, staff and as well as upper management as to what you know that output is. Also on the call is John Hardesty, GM of Mortgage at Argyle, who's representing the technology and data side of the house. The two firms are working together to bring the best of what each has to offer to the table. My name is John Hardesty. Uh, I head our mortgage division here at Argyle. Uh, so what that means uh, as a general manager, is I focus on taking this product and bringing it specifically into the mortgage, mortgage market. Uh, so I work with our product team, sales team, marketing team um, to really bring what I think is a innovative and disruptive tool to the mortgage market and uh, having a, a pretty good time doing it, Zach. So it's, uh, it's been fun. Well, welcome. And I'd love to hear more about Argyle's documents data set, more about the product. Yeah. Yeah. I can give you the, the, the quick, the quick pitch Zach here. Um, Argyle verification of income and employment platform, right? And what we do is we connect via single authentication into a borrower's payroll accounts, or, or they connect into their payroll accounts, employer accounts, even gig providers, uh, if they're a government worker, those accounts. And what we do is we, um, upon you know their permission in, we ship back GSE compliant data to mortgage lenders, right? So, you know, I think base bonus, overtime commission, other, we're structuring all of these 160, 170 data sets and giving it to a mortgage lender in an easy to read fashion. Um, and then that's increasing their time, their, their time to close. They can make better informed lending decisions and they're getting accurate and pure data, which is the most exciting part of our business is there's no more concern about, Hey, when was the last refresh? No, it's refreshed as of the date that, w- that we get it. So, um, that's been exciting. And then I think as we've grown in mortgage, we've seen, and I think I even talked to Courtney about this too, like the idea that access to pay subs and W2s might be just as high up there as our as our data, you know that those documents having whether it's a loan officer or a uh, processor be able to go in and grab a pay stub or W two whenever they need it, um, you know without uh, you know we've all heard stories of borrowers needing uh, or being uh, needing to go grab that last pay stub or something. Uh, we give it all to the lender so they can you know continue to push those loans forward. So um, we're definitely a uh, like I said, a disruptor. But what we're doing is we're providing efficiencies to our originators and really giving the borrower uh, the power to say, hey, here's my data and I want to ship this to my lender for my mortgage loan. And that's kind of at the core of who we are as a company. 
Great. So before we go back to Courtney, I'm curious, John, what you're seeing other mortgage lenders and how, how they're responding to um, this economic environment. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Courtney mentioned this earlier, but like the last year and a half has been really hard, like straight up, like that. Uh, every originator went through uh, at one point, the lowest market as it relates to the 30 year fixed rate mortgage to, you know, in a year and a half later, uh, a skyrocketing in rates, right? So um, it's been really hard. And I think as we sit back today, uh, lenders have, at least what I've noticed is they've really got back to basics, right? Like people, process, technology, and Courtney mentioned something earlier that I think is really important to talk about. It's like leaning into refer your referral network is back. Like, I think during the refi boom, it was like so many things were coming in that you weren't really maybe as concerned with the referral network. But now, whether it's your realtor partners, whether it's focusing on like financial literacy and wellness and like helping them become credit worthy borrowers, right? Like all of those things are back. Um, so you're focusing in on the consumer, the borrower, right? And then you have uh, process and technology. How is my is is my technology talking to each other? This idea of like interoperability, right? If I'm in my point of sale, I want that to connect to my loan origination system. I want my CRM, you know, like the whole flow of technology needs to connect. Um, and then and then it's just people. Like, how am I aligning? Where do I need uh, physically folks and what roles uh, to make my my loans move quicker, right? And uh, I think back to basics is my point there, Zach, of just getting into what what got us here, regardless of the rate environment. Thanks, John. B2B, back to basics. Um, Courtney, back to you. Um, given the legacy you've had in the business, like what are some of the levers that you've seen that help you improve the, the borrower experience? I'm curious if you can provide um, like explicit examples and, and what their impact would be or is. Yeah. I mean, I think for the borrower, I mean, it's become for uh, their experience with mortgages to have this, you know, in, you know, the phone is where everyone's at, right? This is where they they do most of their communication and where they do most of their work even. I mean, so for us, we have uh, the point of sale um, on our phone. We have a mobile app where the borrower can easily check status. They can request documents. They can upload documents. They can look at the loan and see where they're at um, all, all in, their, in the palm of their hand, you know, not having to go through and look at file drawers and find documents and you know, make a meeting and, you know, it's all, it's all right there. So um, that's been a really important thing um, for the borrower to be able to make it easy, you know, make it easier and, um, and secure. So, and I think, you know, the, as we talk about technology, you know, the, the loan officers, you know, they always say like, well, there won't be loan officers anymore. I, I don't know how that can happen for a very long time because mortgages are so complicated and there are so many different things that need to be addressed or talked about. Yes, I think technology will continue to pick away at some of that stuff to help um, the borrower make those decisions, but you still need a person. And you, you and, and to be honest, this this is like the biggest purchase of in probably in everyone's life, right? Financially, you just don't can't trust putting it into a computer and then it's gonna spit out the right answer. Um, you know, you need a, a human behind it. So you know, that, that connection with referrals, like, like John said, that relationship. And again, we have a relationship as a company, maybe with the borrowers, but it's really the loan officer that that connection is to the borrower. They are the one that they feel confident, you know, in and know and talk to. So that's super important. What we've used for verifications of employment in the past, very expensive 
And it still took a review by individuals to um, confirm the data and still things like it would be outdated or not, you know, not current. And we've had a lot, in, it's just super expensive. And so like Argonne has come out with like some way better technological solutions um, to get direct access to employers information at a way more competitive cost. And I, I mean, and I can't, I mean, it's, it's really, like you said, it's been a, a huge impact. This is going to be a huge impact to the industry. Um, and so we're super excited to be a part of it. And I'll add something there to Courtney's point. Like it's still, regardless of 30 years ago or today, it's still a relationship business to her point. Like, um, you know, we, there's ways to bring efficiency to loan officers to enhance the borrower experience. But at the end of the day, that borrower is going to pick up the phone and call their loan originator and say, Hey, you know, talk me through this product, talk me through this FHA loan. You know, if I put 5% down, what does that mean? I need the extra cat. Like they're the consultants. And, you know, I think I said this earlier, but like, I see more and more, I hear more and more of like, Hey, let's talk about your financial well-being and how this purchase is going to, you know, aligns with your financial health. And I think that's where we're going, going back to basics of like understanding the purchase and then being that advocate for the borrower. Um, so it's a relationship business. And, and trust me, I love technology. I work in it every day. The mortgage business will always start with the relationship. Right. And your technology is like amazing. I mean, that's, I think you're giving us quicker access to information to make those decisions and help make those decisions for the borrower. So that's, that's usually when I'm asking the borrower for, you know, pay something that I got to wait for them to bring it. Well, now just log in, you know, log into the system, do your quick app. And then I can be sitting at my kid's game watching, you know, my kids play basketball, have them apply online, upload their, their, inform, you know, they, they apply online. I get the, you know, the, the income information, the asset information, I pull the credit. I can look and do that right in the palm of my hand. So it's not only like better for my customer, the borrower, it's also good for my salesperson because now it gives them the ability to make some quick decisions and give answers and leverage this technology quickly um, without having to wait for days or the borrower never calls them back and doesn't give them the or they can't find it, blah, 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 all that stuff. So um, it's really helping these people do their jobs easier and better. And, and, we, and we also know that cost per lead acquisition is at an all-time high. Right, you, there's not there's not as many leads out there, so you you have to find ways to to qualify and get leads faster. And um, selfishly, Argyle's one of those. If you get a borrower to authenticate in and give you all this information, that's a pretty good buying signal. That like I'm going with in this case Draper and Kramer Mortgage, right? Draper and Kramer. So like um, I just think with the cost per lead acquisition, it's just another tool in, in your belt to have to to get get the process moving quicker from pre qual into to app in, right? It's interesting. I was um, I was speaking to a fintech product manager recently, and uh, about mortgage actually, and she was saying she she was using a, a mortgage uh, banker. It wasn't Draper and Kramer, but um, and she she knew that the quote she was getting from the technology enabled one was more expensive than where she could get elsewhere. But it was so much for her about the experience. She was a little bit younger, um, like she was willing to go with the more expensive mortgage because of just the experience was so much better than doing this other way. And I was like, wow, that's really that's really impactful to hear that. No, I think it's true, and you know, experience is important. And again, every you can always find a better rate. You know, like it's with anything. I, I can shop everything to death and find something. 
that's going to be cheaper. Um, you know, but is that going to be better? Is it going to get done? Is it going to be on time? Is it going, you know, you know, like you said, experience is very important for people. And, you know, as you go to like, uh, you know, Amazon and you see, you know, I mean, I buy based off of reviews a lot. I am looking for customer feedback to say, this is a good product. This was a good experience. So for, for, I think a lot, and that's where a lot of our business is built around that, you know, referral experience that people that have done business with us, they love Draper and Kramer. They love the experience and they got a good rate. They got a great, you know, the deal went well and everything, you know, happened like they wanted. It was easy to use. That's very important. And there's one other thing I want to talk about, like with Argyle. And I think that's been pretty impactful for us as a company is, you know, there's a lot of fraud in mortgages. And so what has been um, a problem is, you know, the, the, when borrowers or, you know, some people, whoever are providing bank statements, pay stubs, W-2s, they are getting very good at manufacturing these and looking like they are real and, and correct. So having a system where we can easily go in and, you know, and get this from the source and also, you know, so from a company standpoint, that gives us a way better, you know, feeling about this, you know, the fraud, you know, being detected and being able to catch things ourselves without having to, you know, you don't want to look at every loan like everyone's lying. You know, you, you want to believe that you're getting good documentation. So when you're using a third party service where that's, you know, they've been audited and proven that this is a good technology and they have the proper documentation and access. You utilize their system and then they have a monitoring system that allows if that, again, another thing is borrowers not working for those employers. And we go to verify employment before closing and the borrower, and sometimes they just leave a job. They don't even think about it. Like I took another job and I forgot to tell my mortgage person, you know, it's not that it's fraudulent, but we need to know. And then we need to read the document. So Argyle has the ability to monitor, you know, changes in that employment and to notify us as a company. So there's a lot there as our company, you know, and as technology evolves, you know, evolves, so does fraud, so does bad things, you know, they go along with that. And so we need to keep up with that to make sure that we're protecting, you know, our borrowers as well as the company. So Courtney, um, maybe we can zoom out a little bit. Uh, I'm curious to know where you're heading in the future with the mortgage business as you're navigating through these, these choppy waters. Where do you see opportunities? What, what do you think the next, you know, 18 months are going to look like for you guys? Well, 18, I mean, I think for the rest of this year, it's going to be a tough year. <laughs> uh, we've done a lot of consolidation. I mean, you know, we had, I mean, we grew, I mean, we doubled our size during COVID. And now we're probably, I mean, we've downsized quite a lot. Um, we're looking at, you know, as you go, you know, we're more of a virtual work environment. We have, you know, people in the office a couple of days. So it's, um, you know, we're, we're just looking to cut costs to be, to obviously offer the same service, same experience, um, but, you know, with less, less people, less overhead, and how do we leverage, you know, technology to get us there um, without it being too expensive? So, you know, it's just, it's a lot of juggling, and it's a lot of, um, you know, I don't know, it, it, it isn't the first time we've done this, we've, you know, it's happened, I think, I have to say, it's, it's, Coming off of COVID and the low, low interest rate environment that we had, I don't think we've ever seen it like this because it really has kind of come to a halt. 
because of people just not wanting to move because their rates are so low. The inventory is very low out there. And, um, you know, people getting putting, we have, we have tons of borrowers looking and they're going in with, you know, there's offers for 30, there's 30 offers on one property. And so we only have two of the borrowers that made that, that offer and both of our borrowers didn't get it. So DK didn't get either loan, you know? So that, you know, that's a lot of what's going on. Um, so it, it's just a struggle. We have to just keep, you know, getting out there. I mean, our LOs are, you know, they have great referral partners. They have, you know, they, they're, they're working with what they, what they can get, you know, right now. And it's our job to continue to deliver the great product and experience that we have and um, keep evolving that to make sure that we are, you know, better than others. And like, and like, and like John said, a disruptor, you know, that where we can differentiate ourselves, I get it. Like Argyle, you know, it's not, we're not the only company that can use our, you know, other people can, but it may be how we leverage it in our company and how we utilize it can be a differentiator um, for our company and to help, you know, make processes and, you know, improvements and being able to deliver um, a product quicker or more efficiently or a better experience than others. I got it. And, and like you said, Courtney, um, you've, you've, you, it's not your first rodeo, you know, rates will come down eventually and, and the market will spring back. So I guess you're walking a tightrope of like bringing down costs and, and, and survival tactics now, but also with an eye towards the future of being prepared so that you can move more aggressively. Like, where do you think you see when rates do start to move back down, where do you think you'll see opportunities or how will you be able to capitalize on those? Well, uh, we are, we are, we've been here before, so we know that this will happen. So, um, you know, being able to expand and, and be able to, you know, I can't always rely on people and hiring that because everybody in the mortgage, everyone's hiring, everyone's looking for people. So you start having to break apart pieces and to kind of, you know, automate. So we're doing a lot of, you know, not just with Argyle, but like a lot of um, looking at, you know, the bots and being able to do, you know, remote uh, you know, having computers run, you know, automated things at night and, uh, you know, off hours to be able to do that, you know, so we are doing a lot of different techno technological um, advances um, to be able to take on more volume and not skip a beat. Um, we're always going to have to hire people, right? You, you still need people. It's not like that. That's going to go away. Um, but for us to be able to keep up and especially in the underwriting realm, I mean, that's always a big, that's a, that's a huge um, that's a huge bottleneck for us is when you, you need those people to review the credit and approve and that, you know, they're not, their output is not very good. I mean, it's, I, mean, I shouldn't say not very good. It's just hard with how complicated the mortgage business is and what they have to look at and review. So we really are trying to go after that group to find out technologically how we can leverage some of these things so they don't have to spend as much time looking at files and they can look at more files in a day. Um, so, but you're right. I mean, that's, that's really all we do. We're, we're, we're stripping back down, but with, but when we do that, we have to know, okay, how do we turn it back on? And it's got, and it's quick. This is not like it ha happens. Oh, it's a gradual thing. And then too much. it's like tomorrow the rates are there and it is, I mean, locks, like it's, it, it's left and right. And then we're like, what do we do now? So we have to be ready. One thing, one thing I'll add just to, to give. Traper and Kramer and Courtney, a shout out here, of course, that you guys think so, you know, not just, hey, we need to save money when the market's like it is today, but you're also thinking about like, and we've had this conversation, how can what I'm doing today 
be adapted in, in a different marketplace? How is today's cost saving turned into efficiency? And I think more and more mortgage companies are starting to think like, hey, I can just strip down and get rid of tech and get rid of people. But I think the good ones are thinking like, what can I keep on, on hand in this market that's going to two, three X in, in, in another market, right? So um, I've always noticed that about the Draper and Kramer folks. So kudos. <laughs> I mean, rates may come down next month. Who knows? Um, we'll we'll hear more later today. But John, um, what about you and and Argyle? Like, where are you taking the mortgage product? Like, what are your given where the market is? Like, how, how are you planning um, your maturation cycle? Yeah, yeah, it's a great question, Zach. Um, I think first and foremost, we're always like really focused in on coverage and conversion, right? How can we continue to add coverage? add um, employers, uh, payroll platforms in our network and increase our conversion, right? When we think of conversion, we think of when a borrower gets to that login experience in Argyle, how can we get them, you know, put their credentials in, whether it's, um, you know, password reset, multi-factor authentication. So like just really focused in on that piece of our platform is first and foremost. Um, I think, we're getting more and more as a leader, as like the first innovator in credential verifications. Um, we're getting asked now to be more of a thought leader with the mortgage uh, GSEs, uh, the MISMOs, things like that. So really dabbing into like using our expertise to help drive long-term change in mortgage, which is super exciting. So I'm really pumped to be a part of that. Um, and then I, I think distribution, right? Early on in our conversation with Draper and Kramer, like it was the first, it's really the first question I think Courtney asked me was like, hey, we want this in our tech stack. We want to be able to automate this as, as much as we can. And we have some really exciting announcements coming out about ways that you can um, not only use our platform experience, but use this in your everyday mortgage technology. And I think that's going to be super exciting. So just really focusing on our distribution. Um, and then on the product idea, I don't like to share too much about what we're doing behind the hood, but I am really focused on... Um, making sure every time we get in a, a connection that we're delivering two years worth of employment for, for our, our mortgage clients. So how can I, um, if you know a lot of jobs changes have happened since COVID, uh, how can I make sure that as soon as that file hits that processor, that underwriter, they have two connections if need, if need be uh, very quickly um, on our end. So overall, just continuing to make this product uh, an everyday necessity for mortgage clients, my focus over the next you know couple of years here. Love being um, you know, a partner with Argyle in terms of like I feel like not maybe this is the first step into other options of technology. Um, we're just looking for people that are looking outside the box and to make things better for our industry and really what can help us make an impact. Um you know, we're really good at processing mortgages and, and bringing them to the finish line. And we know our craft, but technology, we're just, we're not the, that's not what we are. So we have to get partners, you know, and partner with people that are in that technology business to help us move the needle. And I think um, at the same time though, Corey, I would say that what we've done is like we, when we, when we were built in 2018, we were built for like the gig only economy. And as we've progressed in mortgage and then the, with lender feedback, it's like we've taken this, what this product we thought was going to be, and now we've made it a mortgage-ready product. I mean, I would say we can always improve, but mortgage, um, we've planted our flag here. And it's cool to see that the reception, both at, you know, at Draper and Kramer, but really across the industry is saying like, I'm behind this disruptor now uh, because you're providing me something that no one's ever provided me before. 
Um, so that's what, uh, that's what we're really bullish about. So it's exciting to hear, you know, some good feedback. Mortgage lenders aren't in an easy spot right now, but those who have experienced previous cycles are taking the time to integrate the tools and technologies to make them leaner, sure, but also more scalable when the market inevitably does come back. Through partnerships like the one Draper and Kramer forged with Argyle, lenders can focus on what they do best and leverage the top data and tech platforms out there. This is part one of a four-part series Tearsheet is collaborating on with Argyle. To read the transcript for this episode, please go to our website.